if you have a MacBook, you can use your phone as a microphone without needing to set any, anything up special. So right now I'm recording on that. I have a coffee with me. Going to continue on this. I already missed a day, so that sucks uh, in a way. Or it, may, it might be even like a couple days now because, yeah, I started on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I didn't post on Thursday, Friday. So now it's Saturday. I'm going to try to make it make it up and record a couple episodes now for this still marching on to 33 rules for being a creator, maybe 33 steps or something like that. I'll figure out a better title uh, by the end of this. So again, going to David Chang's book, Eat a Peach, the last chapter, 33 rules for becoming a chef. Number three, he says, study Shakespeare instead. Even if you're 100% sure that you want to be a chef, I would still urge you to go to college over culinary school. Culinary technique makes cooks. If you want to be a chef, you need a far broader set of skills. Further on, he talks about what he studies. He says, I was a religion major and studying the Bhagavad Gita changed my life. So did studying logic and Godel's incompleteness theorems. Join the debate club, practice piano, write for the college newspaper. And then further on, he has very specific like tactical advice. Pick a state school with low tuition in a vibrant food city like Austin, Houston, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, or New York, and get a job in a restaurant or a bar. And then, yeah, he, he that's the end of the highlight, but he goes on to just talk about like the advantage of that, that you're able to get the degree while also getting direct experience uh, working in a bar or a restaurant just in the service industry. And he talks about like, you don't just have to be a cook, like try all the different roles, understand every role that is available and this will help you get a sense for if you want to do this or not and to really, truly pursue it. And then the fallback is having a bachelor's uh, degree. Yeah, not everyone ends up using their degree, but it can be a more broad signal for um, any future path. It, it is a thing of like thinking about the future paths that having that bachelor degree is a more broadly applicable signal than a culinary school degree if you decide the path to being a chef is not there for you or you just decide you don't want to do that anymore. I'll move to now uh, How to Be an Artist by Jerry Saltz. And step three here, he says, feel free to imitate. We all start as copycats, people who make pastiches of other people's work. Fine, do that. However, when you do this, focus. Start to feel the sense of possibility in making all these things your own, even when the ideas, tools, and moves come from other artists. That's the end of the highlight here. He, yeah, just talks about uh, the possibilities, making things yours, this idea that it's yours now, that you start as a copycat and then kind of work your way out and build your own house. This reminds me of Austin Kleon's book, Still Like an Artist, and his trilogy of books that it's still like an artist show your work and then keep going so it's this path of you start out by copying what other people are doing learning then you copy from a lot of different people blend that and then you eventually come to your own original approach to things then you continue to do that and continue to evolve uh, by continuing to keep going um and then yeah going back to food with like David Chang and cooking and um, studying different things and imitation. So like blending these two things, it is um, this idea that chefs come out with 
recipe books. And it's not just the recipe that you should try to imitate, but there's probably a lot to learn by doing that. The field evolves because people are trying some of the same things. Each person is putting their slight twist on it. You can't just try to make a meal with 100% brand new ingredients that no one has ever used. With the idea of studying different fields, it is trying to find the intersection in different things that you saw this a lot with uh, popular social media food. You take something, blend it with some other thing, and then find the those combinations that are most engaging in a photo. So the one that comes to mind is like the ramen burger. There was a cronut. And then it's kind of like, okay, what else can we mix? Um, and then, yeah, the ramen burger was, I think, like the following year. And then it just seemed like every year there's some food combination that would just start showing up everywhere. Those aren't the first examples of people mashing foods together and bringing things in from different fields. So number three for being a creator, for the previous one, it said like, become aware of what other people are doing. And this is kind of along the same lines is look at others and learn the intersections that they're working in. Just become aware of those intersections. They're everywhere. Once you start looking, no one is just like an expert in one single thing. And then that is what they're known for. And that's how they became successful. Actually, there are people like that, but that's a pretty difficult approach. So that's something where like the Bobby Fisher and the single best person in the world at one thing, uh, all of the, yeah, like whoever's best in the world at chess, they're probably not working in an intersection. They're just complete masters at this one thing. And that's what you'll see with Olympic gold medalists or any Olympic medalists is they become really good at one thing, but that's kind of risky. It's hard to get to that level. That's why they are celebrated. Instead, it's taking a look at others and identifying their the intersections of what they're working in. This reminded me of Make Something Wonderful. This is a free book about Steve Jobs, and it kind of uses Steve Jobs in his own words uh, to just like walk through different parts of his life. And he has that famous Stanford commencement speech where he says, uh, you can't connect the dots looking backwards. The popular example is that he studied calligraphy, couldn't apply it, or he took a calligraphy class in college, couldn't apply it. And then it eventually became relevant when he wanted the Macintosh to have beautiful topography. Type can evoke different emotions. The example that comes to mind is like Dan Gilbert writing his like uh, press release, very angry letter about LeBron James. And it was set in Comic Sans and it was just like the wrong font to use for the emotion. It just didn't match. That's one of the examples of working in the intersection. Like I mentioned up top, I'm recording this on an iPhone. And when the iPhone was announced, it was very much announced. This thing that mixed three different things that was like, um, internet communication device, a phone and an iPod all in one. So the intersection there, if you look at anyone making stuff online today, like take MKBHD, it can seem like, oh, his only thing is tech. He talks about tech, but we know he has other interests in cars. So he has another separate channel for that. And then in, I was about to say pickleball, but no, it's a ultimate. So. He's a very high level ultimate frisbee player, but he actually like never really mentions that like that doesn't, he doesn't actually use that as an intersection in, um, 
he doesn't bring in all of these like comparisons to Ultimate and his career in Ultimate when he's doing his tech videos. So it can seem like the tech videos aren't in an intersection, but the tech videos themselves, before he had a team, before he had uh, this whole kind of like empire, he was doing it himself. So doing the editing and um, and what happens is like if you are making something online, a lot of a lot of people popular now with teams they were doing it alone, and they were working in an inter- intersection. So his intersection was he was interested in tech, but also in creating videos online, which involves a bunch of different skills. So like learning audio script, uh, like writing scripts, uh, storytelling, that sort of thing, and that's in that intersection. So. Thing number three, look at what others are doing, identify the intersections, and then that will help you find an intersection for yourself to work in. All right. Thanks for listening to this.